name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Miriam. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Bowles. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. Oh, I am Groot. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. All right. <laughs> and welcome to the Nerd and Me podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today uh, we're going to continue our discussion with Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity. Now, Infinity Month is officially over. It is May. Happy May, everybody. Um, but this movie was so big. It was 10 years in the making. Uh, we had more to say about it. And the fla- the fans, the flams. The fans, the fans clamored for it. All one of them requested we do it again. We do, we do another show on it. So yes. you ask, we, we deliver. Yeah. Uh, um, no, have so, you seen the movie since the last podcast? Well, as you know, last uh, week I was on a nice streak. I, I saw it in three. It was out three days. I had seen it three times. Um, in the past seven days, unfortunately, life got in the middle of my viewing habits, and I was only able to see it one more time. Oh. It's a very sad. <laughs> I let yeah. you down. All right. <laughs> uh, now, let's see. I caught it. I caught it with my daughter. Uh, when was it? Yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. No, no, no. It was Friday. Friday. We saw it again. Friday. All right. So you saw it again, and mm-hmm. now since I'm on viewing number four, and you are viewing number two. Yeah. Let me ask you. Did you notice anything? Did anything stand out to you, or after our tour discussion, were you looking for certain things um, uh, oh. on your second viewing? Because oh, actually, yeah. my, my fourth viewing was IMAX, and I there were quite a few things I saw because you know bigger screen and stuff like that. Sure, um, but you go first. Yeah, there are actually a couple of things that that kind of stood out to me. One, especially you actually brought up in the last podcast about the distress call in the very beginning of the movie. Now, the reason why I actually missed it, if you heard the last podcast, is because the people behind me were pretty loud and I actually was getting angry. So I actually missed that little bit. And that, and that's why this particular time I was like, all right, what was, what was that distress call that I missed? And yeah, sure enough, you actually do hear it. And then it makes a whole lot of sense to me, you know, I mean, not a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have an idea that a distress call did go out and that's the reason why the guardians were there, you know, but uh, I didn't actually catch it the first time because I was, a little bothered. Uh, second viewing, though. Again, no, wait a second. Wait, yes, what? There's a, there's a little trivia to the distress call. Do you know who that voice is? No. It is Kenneth Branagh, the director of Thor, the first Thor movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this is a little cameo. So that was pretty cool. Oh, how cute. Um, <laughs> my second viewing. You were very unimpressed by that fact, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was not impressed. Um, <laughs> Should have been uh, that <laughs> Second viewing, I had a bunch of whiny kids behind me once again, and I Did I didn't sh- say shut up. up. No, no, I said shh, and they shushed, and then they kept talking. I was like, "Are you got to be kidding me?" And so Angelica goes, "Hey," I was like, "Oh, that's my girl." <laughs> a bunch of bullies to you. <laughs> they don't mess with us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there are a couple things, mostly detail stuff that I didn't catch the first time around. It and it is nice for a second viewing just to you know take it in as a story. You know, um, n- now that you know what's going on, what's going to happen. Uh, more more visual cues, I think I picked up on. Um, now you, you you saw it four times. Was there anything new the fourth time around? Right. Well, as as I as I said earlier, I I saw it in IMAX the fourth time, and you know it's a bigger screen. <clears throat> I don't usually go to IMAX movies, so I was like, oh, okay, we'll see what this is about. Oh, one more thing. And Sorry, I did see it on regular. You know, the regular whatever. Right. You saw it three D the first time. I right? did see it in three D, and I tell you, and, and that that was my gripe with three D is that you do miss like visual details. You know, like one one that really stood out to me was Doctor Strange's hands. You know, like you could actually see the surgical scars on his fingers from his movie. I was like, "Wow, that's a really nice detail." Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Well, yeah, because I think in the in his movie he's wearing gloves. He's not and, wearing gloves in this one. No, at one point he's no, he's not wearing gloves. Uh, what was he doing? I don't know. He was doing his little hand mystical thingies, and you can see these scar lines running down the back of his all of his fingers. I'm like, oh, that's right, because he did try multiple surgeries on his hands that were failing. I thought that was a really nice detail. And uh, and I oh saw, yeah, 
I'm sorry, I just pulled up a still, and oh. <laughs> you're right, yeah, you can see them. They have That's that, awesome. and then you can faintly see uh, Thor's scar just underneath his eye when he got, before he, you know, because he lost it. Right. But very, pro- very subtle stuff, but there's, I, you definitely could not see that in 3D. There's no right. way. Pro- Proxima Midnight, uh, the, the Thanos acolyte, the female one, she's got a scar on her, on her face. I don't know if you saw that, too. Oh, well, was that from their fight? I don't remember. See, I, I noticed it after the the first fight in the train station. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if it was there during the fight in the train station. She got it there, or if, if it's uh, if it's, if it's yeah, I saw her in Wakanda, so maybe okay. she got it in the train station, or maybe she always had it. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I had I saw it in IMAX. So one of the first things I saw now when I saw it, I'm like, am I really seeing this, or am I wanting to see this? Yeah. What I thought I saw in the very beginning were escape ships leaving. The Asgardian ship, like little pods. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's what I now could it have been debris because they were shooting at it. Um, but to me, I thought they were like kind of escape ships um, because they do mention later that. Um, well, this is the thing. Did I really see it, or was did I psych myself into seeing it? Because um, you know, obviously, since the movie debuted, the directors and the actors and stuff have been on shows and, and talking about different parts of the movies and I've been reading up on it. And they did say the Russo brothers did say, cause they were asked where Valkyrie is. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, what was it? Oh, uh, spoiler people, by the way, if you don't, if you're not aware, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. <laughs> um, they said that she did survive her. They didn't mention Korg, but they said that she did get on the ship with some Asgardians because Thor does later say he killed half the Asgardians. Right. Um, so I thought I saw exceptions. I don't know if I did, but I thought I saw exceptions. Um, but yeah, the IMAX is great because it's a much bigger screen. Just for me, it was like kind of more vibrant. And um, oh man, there was other things I, I noticed and I can't remember what it is now. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I definitely got a little bit more out of this viewing i will tell you this though it is my fourth time um i woke up very early uh so a friday afternoon after work i woke up very early friday earlier than i usually do so i was a little tired and i kind of i was nodding off during you fell asleep during yeah some of the more talky (laughs) scenes i was falling asleep so i was like "Hmm, i wonder four is my limit (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i was just tired i don't know no angelica dozed off too but uh I nudged her towards him because I knew she wanted to watch that scene. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so let me ask you: Did any 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 jokes pop out at you this time, or did you did you look at uh, Chris Pratt's facial reaction facial reaction when uh, when he goes, "Is Footloose still the greatest movie ever?" And Spider Man goes, "It never was." <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, I caught that the first time around. Uh, things I was looking for was uh, more of um, Thanos's expressions, especially when he was when. You know, like in the trailer when he's trying to crush Captain America's head, just right. trying to look, get a good feel of what what Thanos was thinking. Was he thinking like, "Whoa, like this guy is strong," you know? Because it looks kind of like, like he's actually has to make an effort, you know. And it had that look of, "Wow," you know. Um, so I was kind of looking at that. Uh, and another thing, I just well, not that I really really noticed, but the CGI on Thanos is is really really good. You know, I mean, you can kind of see bits and pieces of Josh Josh Berlin inside his face but it looks legitimately good you know it doesn't look yeah, like think, uh like a mask or or fake CGI stuff yeah I think they did a great job with him there's a scene in the beginning when he picks up Thor by like the uh by his armor and oh. just kind of drags him along right and that looks so real you yeah. know it's just like and you, and he's a massive you know he's bigger than a normal human being so you know that was some kind of movie magic right um um but yeah that was a great that was a great, uh, uh, a little bit of CGI. I don't, there's nothing in that. You know how Black Panther, I complained a little bit about the CGI toward the end. Yes. Um, I, there was nothing here that pulled me out of the movie. You know, there was nothing, there was nothing that was unbelievable to me um, I, that I could think of off the top of my head. It all looked great, I thought. Um, they did a really good job. You know who really blows my mind? And this is probably a character that that doesn't get enough, enough uh, praise is, is Rocket. Um, the guy Bradley Cooper. I, right. I mean, like when I think of Rocket, I don't even think of him as CGI anymore. I think of him like he's like a real character, like a real life person. You know, right? And, you don't you don't think of him as a yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and Bradley Cooper. I mean, like 
it's so funny that that's his voice because I remember you know hearing about it for Guardians of the Galaxy, and you don't make that connection because he you know well obviously that's not his voice but he does such a good job of playing playing his little sarcastic little role um yeah you just kind of get lost i mean Groot is is different though i mean Groot, you can well yeah of course that's kind of like cgi whatever and rocket is totally also but he's like a real like legitimate character well you care about him you know you care about i mean as much as Groot is a CGI character, I mean, you care some like when he dies in Guardians One, that's like the moment. And even this one, I got a little choked up, you know, because I'm like, I literally said it out loud the first time, like, not Groot again, <laughs> <You know? laughs> not again, not a Groot, again. yeah. And um, and you feel you feel Rocket's emotion at losing him for the second time. So yeah, they're doing. I mean, they're doing a great job with that. Um, and we spoke many times about the casting director. You know, they did a phenomenal job. Um, casting all of these roles. Um, but have you heard of yeah. Bradley Cooper doing any other voiceover stuff that you know of? I Nothing don't. I, mean, I, I, I He probably does because they all do these like cartoons, I think, on like Cartoon Network and stuff like that. I don't right. know if he does one, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear that he, he did one. Sure. Oh, yeah, um, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, he does a really good job. Um, and I'm glad we, we kind of brought up Guardians because uh, you know how we talked about how they weaved the Guardian into it, to it, into it seamlessly, and at that point, you really, you know, you thought you were watching a Guardians. Oh yes, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that they, um, that James Gunn, not Peter Gunn, that I said multiple times last week, uh, his name is James Gunn. James Gunn, the director, was brought into. He wrote the Guardian scenes, most of their dialogue, and um, kind of gave advice to the Russos on, on on the Guardians parts of it, and I believe. Um, I was gonna say Peyton Reed, who does Ant Man, but maybe he's helping with the fourth one. So I think what they're doing is they're bringing in these other guys that are kind of shepherding these other other titles, and they're they're having input into what they're doing, which is really smart, and which really shows the roots of us have no ego when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know? Right, right. So yeah, I mean, that once I heard about James Gunn's involvement, I'm going, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense because the transition from uh, the Avengers movie into you know with the music and and that whole all their dialogue, it makes a lot of sense to me. It it felt so right, you know. It's like we just right. stepped on to it like a different movie, just by the feel, just the music alone, and how these guys act also with each other. Yeah, I, I listened to um, uh, the the other guy on Fat Man on Batman, Mark Bernard, and I believe he did a. Him and Kevin, uh, Fat Man on Batman is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. Kevin Smith did a one-hour review on his own because they're separate. They're they're traveling or whatever. And Mark Bernard did a did like a forty-minute one on his own. Um, and he goes, uh, "What would have been great when Thor comes down with Rocket and Groot, you know, with his new hammer, is if that intro had a Led Zeppelin song attached." Oh to sure, it. yeah. I'm like, oh, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you use the same song? I'm not a, I, well, I don't know a lot of Led Zeppelin, so I, don't, I mean, I, I probably would, but there might have been a one that, <laughs> that went better with that. But yeah. then if you do that, then when, when Tony Stark's, do you do you punch up ACDC when Tony Stark's on the screen? And sure, sure. Then it, then it becomes a baby driver. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> because they have all this music. Oh, that was a good um, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but with the Guardians, um, I want to, you know, I, we're kind of going to be all over the place with this today, back and forth. So, I really something that bought like it didn't bother me the first three times I saw it, mm-hmm. but the fourth time I saw it, like, and let me, this is just my opinion. You tell me what you think. Sure. I don't know that Star Lord ruins it when he punches Thanos. You know, like, would he do that? Like, is that something you think? Do you think he's so immature he doesn't under, understand the stakes? Like, oh, I see what you mean. Because um, at first we said, "Oh, that's in character. That's in character." But as I think about it, you know, I'm thinking maybe I don't know. I like I'm I'm starting not to like that part a little bit. Like I understand why they did it, but I'm wondering if it's it truly in character for Star Wars. Well, let me put your mind at ease because I I thought about this too. Uh, when Strange says that you know there's only one time that they won out of 14 million, whatever. All these things have to take place, you know. Okay, well then let's, let's have this discussion. So, does everything everything proceed because Doctor Strange needed it to happen that way? Like he needed Tony alive. I think you said that last week. Yeah. 
because um, I was questioning why he would trade the time stone for Tony's life. And you, you said he maybe he needed Tony alive and he knew he was going to. Oh, well, there was another. It might have been Mark Bernard. I don't know. I've been watching so much and reading so much stuff on the Internet about this. But there was another thing that posited that. Um, remember how the ancient one when he was dying, when she was dying, she couldn't see past that certain point. Yeah. Well, they're saying Dr. Strange doesn't die because he saw an eventual victory. Right. So that means he he does survive. So if that's the point, if that's the case, why not share that with Tony Stark before Thanos arrives? Well, it's 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 maybe he may influence decisions too, you know. You know, so, if you're told like, hey, uh well, you know, we're playing with time and stuff, which is always weird and everything, but maybe there's some things that just have to kind of play out without prior knowledge. Maybe Tony Stark's decision would have been different. You know, I'm sure, you know, when Doctor Strange saw what he saw, he probably just saw the key people uh, that were left, you know. I mean, obviously, at that point, he doesn't know that 50% of the people are going to die already. He doesn't know that yet. What he does know, at least, is Tony Stark is there, and maybe he saw himself not there. But I think I think even giving him the time stone, I, I think the future he saw where they win... I think he saw that. I think he saw him getting the six stones. I think he saw him wiping out half the universe. And I think he understood that that needed to happen. Because remember, he said he wouldn't trade Tony or, or Spider-Man's life for that stone. Well, not yet. Yeah. Right. So so I think he knew he had to give him the time stone. Tony has to survive. Oh, Thanos absolutely. has to wipe out half the universe. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. All that had to be done. He knew that. He knew that perfectly. That's why he did it. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't um, the internet to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... But but the question is this. Is that in Star-Lord's character? Whether or not it needed to happen, is that in Star-Lord's character to act like that? Yeah, I think And not so. understand the stakes? Yeah. Easily. Because when he comes back after that fight, he's kind of like, did we lose? You know? You know, from, yeah, which- from, from his point of view... You know, again, I said this before in like in the other podcast. You know, when I think of Star Lord, I made that the comparison of of him and kind of like Captain Marvel. You know, he's an adult in a kid's body. Is that right? right? I'm sorry, he's a kid in an adult's body, is basically what it is. And so, yeah, when you find out that your girlfriend died, you're not thinking straight. You're gonna beat up the beat up the boy that that hurt his girlfriend. Okay. I don't think he understands the. From his point of view, I don't think he really understands the gravity of the situation of what's really going on. You know, because it, it is Star-Lord. That is his character. Kind of kind of knowing, but kind of not knowing and stuff. So, yeah, I gave him a pass. And, like, when he did, I was like, all right, what, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, why are you hitting him? And uh, he was overwhelmed with emotions. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, it wasn't. I don't know. It just seems the stakes are so high. But again, you you could depict that whole thing. Like I said last week, why not just kill him? They got him under in a trance. Why not just you know put the gun to his head and shoot him, and then take the infinity gauntlet off his dead body? And then you know I, someone online had said, well, if if Strange can make these portals that cut things in half, why not just cut his cut that arm off and take it off the arm? You know, sure. You you can nitpick all this stuff, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, like with. Him being the first creature to, to have two Infinity Stones. I mean, with those two alone, he could have done way more damage than he needed to. Like, when he met um, Drax and... What's the empath again? Mantis. Mantis. He didn't have to use the Reality Stone. I mean, he could have just killed them. I mean, there's no yeah, reason. I mean, he, he actually didn't really kill anyone directly, did he? In this movie? Gamora. Okay. <laughs> Without a stone. <laughs> Without a stone. And he cried over that one. You know, because I think they're trying to make, I'm assuming, right? The Russo brothers well, are trying to make. Loki. He killed Loki, too. He killed Heimdall. Yeah, that's true. All right, forget it. <laughs> I, think that, I think they have to. Right? <laughs> they're trying to make. Did you see uh, the movie? <laughs> a little, you know, like empathize with him a little bit that he's just not a cold blooded killer, that he's just not, you know rampaging throughout the world I, mean, I guess he is well he's not he's he's not maniacal let's put it that way right he's, there's no i don't think he's getting any uh 
any any positive emotions from all these deaths. You know, well, maybe Loki, but I think, um, <laughs> yeah, like, well, look, the killing the half of the universe is, and I think they played it out really good that this is something he believes he has to do. Like, he has to balance the universe, and that's why he he's smiling at them because he's he's you know he's got that job he you know what's that running joke you had one job well that's his one job and <laughs> and he did it and and so he he can rest now he can because he's not taking the gauntlet you know he's resting because that he's not taking the gauntlet and taking over planets and becoming a ruler you know what i mean mm-hmm. he's he's like i'm sitting on my little farm and the universe will prosper now because there's plenty of resources for everybody let me ask you something so with his, I guess, intent in this movie versus the Infinity Gauntlet, which do you prefer? Which do you think has, let's say, more of a drive for his character? What well, is a more of a drive for his character? Sure. Well, Infinity Gauntlet, we're assuming he's doing it for the love and affection of Lady Death. Right. And the comp. I mean, in the movie, it's obviously because of the finite resources in the world. Okay. So, for you, which do you think is a better drive for his character? Um, I like the movie drive because it's less selfish. Okay. Um, and it's less as you know, it's it's less metaphysical, you know, because you know, even 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 having a personification of death, you know, in the comics, even for me at the time was stretching it a bit. Um. So I think if they tried to do that in the movie, it would have been it would have been a hot mess. So I think this is uh, this is like a, it's more of a like yeah, it's not he's not the Red Skull, he's not Loki, he's not doing it for power. He's he's doing it because he feels like it's something that needs to be done. It's the best way. It's almost in a in a weird kind of way. You might even relate this to like I don't know what the word is like hardcore hardcore environmentalist or. Hmm. Or or or, or uh, uh, like PETA type people, like the hardcore ones, where right. like we'll sacrifice anything in order to save the animals. We'll sacrifice anything in order to save the environment. Just that kind of thing. Like nothing else stands in the way except this goal to do the right. You know what they believe to be the right thing. And that's I think that's more dangerous than than a selfish person seeking power. Um, a person that feels like they're doing the right thing for the right reasons um, to benefit all. That that one person thinks they have the answer. Right. To save everybody or to benefit everybody or everything, um, I think that's more dangerous um, than than people that just want power and money and and women or men or you know what I mean that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All well, because right, um, we talked about we read the book recently, and I think you can get away with the Guardians. Oh, Guardians. Sorry, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet comic book we we said that the first three issues kind of dragged a little bit and i think that's more of that whole developing his relationship or or no relationship with lady death on how he's like kind of like not impressing her and i think in the movie's drive it's it's just a very straightforward thought you know that even a young kid can understand you know what i mean it, it, it wasn't that complex versus integrating another character because you know there are a lot of a lot of moving pieces in infinity gauntlet that that are not in the movie and i think the movie version is just a nice straightforward way of of explaining his drive versus the comic book right and and you know the thing about infinity gauntlet is the um the avengers the earth heroes themselves are are almost secondary characters in that yeah you know the main characters are adam warlock the main like heroes i guess adam warlock and the silver surfer Mm -hmm. um you know, we talked about that. Will they introduce Adam Wall- Warlock to one of these movies? And my my defense of that is like, you shouldn't, because then it stops being an Avenger movie, and and the Avengers have to solve that this problem. I be- it's I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Infinity. I mean, I think they pulled the best parts out of the Gauntlet, um, and they were able to, you know, even just kind of make it their own and i think they it's just like civil war they pulled the best parts out of civil war and made it their own right um and i think they did a great job with it yeah they did (laughs) all right so talking about thanos being incredibly powerful there were there were two heroes um in this movie i felt really got to show their chops got to really show off just how powerful they are um 
we know they're powerful in the comic books, but you know, in, in, in past movies, they weren't maybe given the the time to to show just how powerful they are. And the uh, first one is Doctor Strange, and the second one is Scarlet Witch. Which would you like to talk about first? Uh, let's do uh, Scarlet Witch. Okay. So we have Scarlet Witch hold her own against two of Thanos's 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 Thanai. Th- uh, the Thanamos, if it's Thanos. you and me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the Acolytes of Thanos, uh, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive, who are actually married in the comic books. I don't know if they were in the movie. Proxima Midnight sounds like a cool rock band name. We are Proxima Midnight. Well, all their names are, <laughs> I think all their names are. Proxima Midnight, uh, Cull Obsidian, yeah. Ebony Maw. Ebony oh, Maw is awesome. Except I just want to keep doing the quote from the Amazing Spider-Man's episode with uh, the Black Knight. It's the <laughs> Ebony Maw. <laughs> it's the Ebony Blade. Yeah, um, very satanic. Yeah. So, uh, where was I going? Oh, so she holds her own against them, too. Um, after getting thrown through a store window, she's able to save Division. She's able to fly away with Division. Um, she throws Proxima through a bus. Uh, you know, I mean, that whole entire fight scene. And then at the end... When she lifts those two, which for lack of a better word, big wheels, into the sky and then throws them behind her to the point where Akoya is like, why was she up in the building this whole time? Right. She's down here fighting. Um, and then and then she throws Proxima Midnight into the big wheel. And then she actually has the power to destroy the Infinity Stone. She destroys the, 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 the Mind Stone in Vision. Well, I, think, I thought it was because... At the same time. <laughs> I thought it was because she was created... By the likes of the infinity, uh, by the soul stone. Well, yeah. Well, uh, the mind stone. She was created. Uh, yeah, the mind the stone. Mind stone. Yeah. No, I understand that, and uh, that's. I, I mean, I understand that's why she was able to destroy it, but it still took a lot of power. Right. And she was also holding off Thanos at one point. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and and that's the thing. I don't think. Um, I think Bendis probably made. Was it Bendis? I don't know. Well, you know, I don't know for sure. Um, but in the comic books, maybe 10, 10 15 years ago, um, they really showed us how powerful Wanda is in the comics when she wiped out almost all the mutants just hey, by dude, saying she's no just mutants. as bad as Thanos. Yeah. yeah <laughs> she she took, what, what, were, what were her exact words? What? Was no it more what? mutants. What? Was it no more mutants? Was it no more mutants? Or Wait, you talking about in the comics? Or yeah, 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 in the comic book. Or did she say like 100 mutants dead or something like that? Or maybe it wasn't no, no I, mutants. Yeah, I think it was no more mutants and it killed like 99% or, or no, it didn't kill anybody. It got rid of their powers. It got rid of like 99% of mutant powers. Of mutants with powers. Huh, yeah. She crazy. Yeah, she got real crazy in that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at the comic panel now. She just whispers no more mutants. No more mutants. Yeah. So it was nice to see that. I mean, it made it drove her crazy mm-hmm. in the comics, but um, it was nice to see that out of her. And it was funny. I was reading something where um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays her, was complaining that she's the only hero with uh, cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd like to fix that if she can. <laughs> what? Is it, that's what she said. That she didn't. Oh, she didn't want that. Yeah, like she wants a different costume next time. Well, Carly, which? No, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I personally don't think you can ever have too much cleavage, but that's because I don't have any at all. So <laughs> hey, let's 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 be honest here. I I think I think Chris Evans showed showed more chest than she did. Yeah, all right. You know, I was thinking about that today. Did any any male take off their? Did we see any shirtless males in this one? Mm, no. They always, they always <laughs> work a shirtless male into the, into, into these movies. <laughs> yeah, but Thor was busting the double bicep pose. <laughs> yeah, that, did that remind you of the um when he was holding the thing open? The that thing. part when he was holding the thing up so the, so the sun could come through yeah yeah part. yeah that's uh did that remind you of when when and was it winter soldier when he was holding the helicopter down yeah yeah and then i think and then spider-man has the same thing when he's holding the boat together oh yeah yeah but <laughs> i gotta tell you man that's chris evans man when he popped those muscles I'm like holy crap <laughs> huge he's huge man yeah he's pretty big and i saw this uh, behind the scene things with chris pratt and uh Chris Hemsworth are talking, and Chris Pratt's pretty built, right? Yeah. But I think Hemsworth is taller than him, and Hemsworth gives him like a hug, and Chris Pratt goes, "He's so huge." 
<laughs> like he gives him a side hug, you know what I mean? Like pulls him in closer to him. He's like, he's so big, he's so huge. <laughs> that is a good point. When you see Thor on uh, the Guardian ship, right? And we know Chris Pratt's a big guy. Then when you see him next to um, Thor, it's like those are huge dudes. <laughs> Even uh, Batista's dude. a big guy, also. He's not a dude. He's a man. He's a man. You're a dude. <laughs> <laughs> like an angel of the pirate out of being anyway yes yeah, yeah, yeah Batista's huge too yeah yeah all these, all these guys are built I just want to get on a Marvel I just want to get hired for a Marvel movie so they make me work out <laughs> right yeah because that's the funny thing if you look at Parks and Rec I mean come on Chris Pat was a big old chubs he was a big dude yeah he was a big chubby dude but I thought I think he lost weight for uh, that other movie Zero Dark Thirty yeah he was getting fit then because that came out before Guardians. yeah i think well i think it kind of coincided sure and he looked at well what's in the chris pratt was in that what's his name was in that too roy i think roy was in that too oh was he roy from the office yeah no you're thinking of uh no i think it was in both i think roy was in both oh is he really okay. i believe so yeah. okay good good for you roy <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get a marvel yeah a marvel. <laughs> yeah jim and roy Okay. All right. So, uh, Scarlet Witch very super powerful. Uh, what do you feel about their relationship with Division? I mean, in the comic books, they were actually married, and she even created children. That's what Jover creates. That's the whole thing. But um, what do you think about the relationship with Division? She has kids with him in the comic books. Yeah, but they were like. Are they like? They're like illusions. Like she, she wanted children so badly. Like she went through a pregnancy and everything. But she wanted children so badly, she kind of manifested them with her powers. Like in the comic, her powers are probability based. Okay. They're not. Look, it's comic books, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so wait, did she have kids or she didn't have kids? She had kids until they decided that until writers decided it was stupid for her to have kids with an android, and then they wound up disappearing. That's why she went crazy. Oh. Because because it was explained to her like your kids were never real. And there were like five, I think, when they, when they disappeared. Oh, that's like, crazy. She had these kids for like five years. Um, so she like, created them. She created them. magic. And, yeah, and people thought that like they were real kids and all that. Wow, sounds like an episode from Glee. Glee? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hysterical pregnancy. You don't remember that episode? No, I don't. Oh. Um, but these were actual children, though. They, <laughs> they were on the planet for five years. <laughs> Anyway, okay, yeah. All right, you take us all on a tangent. The relationship you asked. Um, well, it was surprising how far they went from Civil War to Infinity War. You know, I mean, I guess Civil War they kind of alluded that they're well in Civil War they they really made it clear that Vision had something for her, but I did, I never got the impression that it was reciprocated. Right. And then this one, they're you know obviously more than that and stuff, but. Uh, eh. You know, I mean, if you're a fan of the comic books, I, I then I guess it's something that you expect and understand. But if you didn't, then I would say that it would be. Well, I didn't see it. I guess you wouldn't see it coming, really, to go as far as they did in this movie. Yeah, they're I mean, only gone for two years, isn't it? Uh, well, how long was Civil War two years ago? Uh, I thought they made mention that in the movie. Yeah. So. But that's the thing. These movies are kind of like in real time. So you have to figure it's been two years since Civil War. See, this is what's screwing them up with Spider-Man because Spider-Man takes Homecoming takes place right after Civil War. So you have to assume this movie is two years after Spider-Man. So I would make him a senior, I think, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um, and Black Panther also takes place right after Civil War because remember they're burying his father. So Black Panther, you have to figure – Winter Soldier's been there for two years, and that they've been open to the world for two years. Sure, yeah. Which doesn't explain why they still have their hologram up. Yeah. But, yeah, the timeline's a little, got a little screwy. Yeah. And is Avengers 4 going to take place a year from now? Like, right. is gonna, are they going to go a whole year knowing half the universe is dead, or are they going to pick up right at where Avengers 3 ended? Mm. I have a feeling they're picking it right up. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. But, but you know, the, Tony they, says at one point in the movie, I, I've been having, like, Thanos has been in, on my mind for the last six years. That's way right. off, isn't it? No, Avengers Avengers was in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah. And then, but then they're saying that Homecoming 2, or whatever they're calling Spider Man 2, is taking place minutes after Avengers 4 ends. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's tiny whiny. So you're okay with Scarlet Witch and Vision? I am. Okay, good. I am. <laughs> um, so actually, I didn't like Vision and Complex. I like come in the movies, though. You know, when, when Vision dies at the end, you know how he, like, loses color? Right. I, I That's, you know, because in the comic books, how when I was first introduced to Vision, I, he was a, kind of, like, all, like, whitish, like a ghost. Yeah, he was more, he was, he was divorced from, because what happened, he went through some kind of, like, reboot or something where he lost all his emotions and stuff like that. He was, like, he was, like, a pure android at that point, mm-hmm. and he was all white. Um, John Byrne did that to him, I think. I didn't like that take on him. Okay. Um, yeah, so like, all right, so Scarlet Witch uber powerful, uh, but she disappears. Curious. Who cool. did you did you notice of the people that didn't die? They were all the original Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so back to Vision. I think that color is probably going to stick to a certain degree. If they bring him back. Oh, he's coming back. Okay, let's let's talk about this. This is what I want to bring in. All those guys that dusted away, they're all coming back. They're all mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. if they were dusted. I don't know. Well, Loki, think Winter Soldier's Heimdall, coming back? Done. Loki's dead. Loki's dead. Heimdall's, Heimdall's dead. dead. I think Gamora's gone, dude. She's in, no. She's she. No, we saw her in the in the, in the Soul Stone. I know. I'm so sorry. anyone that was dusted, they're coming back. Let, let's see. Winter Soldier coming back. They're all coming back. You think Vision's coming back? Hell yeah. Uh, he's coming back, uh, but different. Scarlet Witch is coming back. They're all. If you saw them dusted, they're coming back. All the Guardians, except for Gamora and Rocket, yep. were dusted. Spider-Man, obviously. Doctor Strange, obviously. Yep. All coming back. All right. Well, then, do they come back in a situation where they trade lives or Cap and Iron Man? I don't. I think we lose Cap and Iron Man. You I mean we lose both? You mean sacrifice their soul for the soul, or their their lives, or some, something? First of all, Cap has to go out huge. And it's, so here's the thing. All right, I guess we're talking about Avengers Four. Is Thanos the bad guy? Yeah. Okay. Wait, who who else would you think would be the bad guy? I don't know. I mean, maybe someone else gets the Infinity Gauntlet. I, I don't know what to tell He's you. He's wearing it at the end of the movie. Yeah, but it's still like all messed up, right? Uh, the gauntlet's kind of chewed up. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what happened when he snapped his fingers. It got chewed up. Yeah. Um. But he's got all the stones. You know I, what? Or maybe, here's the thing. I you, think Cap dies fighting Thanos, and Iron Man dies like he puts the gauntlet on, and like it's too too much for him. And his last act is to maybe he, he snaps his finger to bring everybody back, and he dies doing that. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. No, no. Hey, that's your theory. I say none of them die. You don't think Cap's gonna die? Nope. No. Why? Because no. he survived this one? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. I think Wong. Avengers 4, they're, they're all going to make it. However, Cap's going to pass the, the shield on to somebody else. Listen, Steve Rogers is still very alive and active in comic books. They're not going to totally... He's still Captain America. Yeah, but he ain't going to die. All right. Yeah. You think they're going to retire? That's how they're going to take care of their contracts? Or like, okay, you be Cap now, Bucky. Could be. And Tony Stank's just going to hand over the armor to someone else? Well, he kind of did already. I mean, like, if you look at Civil War, he, you know, for a good three quarters of the movie, he was just playing Tony Stark. Not until the very end. And he can play that kind of role. Yeah, what's the point of having him in the movie? He's not going to be Iron Man. Well, someone's got to bankroll this team. You can have him be like a, like a pseudo Nick Fury. Kind of character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they'll go that route. I think they kill Cap and Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to happen, but uh, we'll see in, in a year. I think. Okay, one thing I think they're going to throw in there is that little line when, in the There's comic books, when Captain America faces up to Thanos and what he says, "As long as one of us standing" or something like that, then then you lose or whatever. They're going to add that line in the next movie. Where's the which which comic story was it? Because I thought it was Infinity War, but after rereading, I realized it wasn't. Which star? Which which move? Which bleh, which comic book is it that Cap 
is charging Thanos and he keeps like making him disintegrate or something, but he keeps popping back up. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Why would he keep popping back up? Because that whole thing about Thanos not being able to uh, to to let people because he even says like something it's pointed out to him that you you know you 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 set yourself up to fail and Captain America's charging at him and he like disintegrates him but then he keeps popping back up and the guy's like see he's huh. like wait this doesn't make sense hmm, you I remember, remember that no. it's Infinity War I'll have to read Infinity War yeah and then you said oh your your thoughts on Doctor Strange um. Yeah, he. That's another thing. Like, is this a few years after his movie? Because he's gotten really good at his spells. Like, he's like uber, uber powerful. Yeah, it is weird to go from Doctor Strange's movie to Thor Ragnarok. By the time he hits Thor Ragnarok, he's like legitimately like the real deal already. Like, he's comfortable with his magic. He's no longer the Padawan right. and stuff. And uh, yeah, he just super excels. And I mean, he's really good at the spells, man. I mean, think of the different spells he did. Of course, he did his trans. Transporting spells. He did the Crimson Bands of Sidorak, which are the red things where he's binding Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that thing where he split into like a thousand different Doctor Stranges. Did um, you call them Crimson Bands of Sidorak? Yeah. Is that the same thing the Juggernaut used? Oh, I wonder. Am I confusing the two things? No, no, I don't know. It, it sounds familiar, that's all. Because Well, he, used, he didn't use the band. He used like a ruby or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe and the bands are red it. also. And I thought the ruby was red. I don't know. know. We should have to look that up, see if there's a connection. Got that from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, yeah, but I know he's quick with it, but I wonder. They made it seem like his, his whatchamacallit, are, um, are, are, are dependent on his hand motions. Because remember when he bound, he bound his hands, he wasn't able to. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah, yeah, he got he got really powerful really quick, and we didn't get to see how he did it. Yeah, but I liked it. I liked it. I think he did a, I, I, a freaking Cumberbatch. He did such a great job. <laughs> you know who I thought that we were going to see in the movie, or maybe we'll see in Avengers four, because when you think about if you had the full team of Avengers in this movie, you know, Guardians, the whole deal. And you're left with half. You got to think. Well, how does half take on Thanos now? And that's what I think you're, you're pulling in, like Hawkeye, Ant Man, Wasp. And then how cool would that be if you also pulled in like Daredevil, Cage, Iron Fist, and Jess- Jessica Jones? Like these, all these other random superheroes that people didn't hear about and think about to kind of like even or you know make their team a little bit more formidable. Oh well, they, they were. I read something where they were thinking for like a hot second they were going to put him in this one. Yeah, and I think it would have been real easy if they just, you know, did a picture of them saving random citizens in New York. That'd be a the, great thing to see, like, you know, what's happening back on Earth in regards to the fifty percent lost. Even like in this movie, you know, while with uh, Nick Fury and and whoever, Maria Hill driving around through New York, if you just saw like Daredevil run across the street, you know, swinging and picking people off the road or a cage like holding up a building and stuff i thought that would be a nice little cool thing without really having to go into them if you didn't want if you didn't you know have to go into their stories yeah um it would be interesting i wonder how many of them survived it though hmm hopefully iron fist does <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking that <laughs> yeah I think i'm cool the other three yeah <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to introduce Bullseye into the uh, Marvel Universe, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, that's so funny you said that, because I was literally going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it'd be okay if I just dusted away. <laughs> he can or at say- least came back, he comes back looking different. <laughs> That'd be great where <laughs> better skills. in the next movie, you know, Cap, Cap and Iron Man, they got the Soul Stone together. They're like, okay, let's bring everybody back. Oh, hey, look, there's Iron Fist. Let's, let's don't tell. <laughs> hey guys, what are you doing? Nothing. 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 Just saying how sucky it is to be dead, and we're gonna be dead forever. Yeah. You you go hang out over there. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go take a walk. You might. I mean, this place is huge. You might never see us again. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah, it's a big place in here. <laughs> That'd be great. What a great way to 
to get rid of terrible characters. <laughs> Leave him in the soul stone. Uh, were you surprised that both Nick Fury and Maria Hill got taken? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting them at all, period. That, that was a cool thing to see. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You just cool. need the core Avengers, I guess, to take on Avengers 4. Yeah, I mean, we know Black Widow's getting a solo movie. Mm-hmm. What if they kill everybody but Black Widow? Okay, yeah. still got to die, right? You know, my daughter said, she said, uh, in. What was the movie? God, there's so many, I'm getting confused now. Where they go into the like a very brief backstory of Scarlet Witch was it Age of Ultron I think. Very brief. Very brief. My daughter asked about that. Like she thought that was pretty cool that it, like she was brought up to be like an assassin agent whatever. And now uh, Scarlet Witch was. Uh, no 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 I'm sorry Black Widow. Oh Black Widow yeah yeah yeah. Yeah to see that kind of life that you know how she does it kind of like that movie Salt with Angelina Jolie. Right, it's what we thought. What I thought Red Sparrow was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Spoiler: It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that should be good. But what if they wind up killing Hawkeye, Cap? You think Thor's safe? He's got to be safe. Okay, he might be it, too it, powerful it, though. If I would say if if of the original Avengers, who I think is going to die, then I would say it's going to be Hawkeye. Yeah, but don't even care. You don't even put him in the movies anymore. <laughs> like he's he's been in what Avengers one and two? Is that it? No, Civil War. Uh, very brief in Thor, I think. Yeah, very brief uh, in Thor. Yeah, I guess so. Do yeah. you even count that? Though? Yeah, I don't think he even wants to be in it either. I mean, he's only been in three movies. Spider Man's already been in two. Yeah, three. <laughs> Spider Man's been in three movies already. <laughs> Spider Man has tied Hawkeye. With big been roles. Since the beginning. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And then Ant- so, so we're assuming Hawk- Hawkeye. Are we assuming Hawkeye and Ant Man survive and are going to be players in four? Yeah, and Wasp. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, that'd be like the definitely. Wait, let me see. Who are the original Avengers? Iron Man, Ant Man, Wasp, Hulk, and Thor. Oh my God! They have to have a scene where it's the five of them. Oh like, yeah. Rushing the battle. That'd be awesome. So who like, does who does Thanos power. have left on his side? Just him now, right? Yeah, they killed all the uh, acolytes, right? Oh, so then he's going to recruit. No, you know who's got on side? The freaking Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. The Six Stones. <laughs> or he can he can have Hela and Loki and uh, Red Loki Skull. Did. Oh, yeah, he could bring Loki back to life. Sure. Yeah, but he legitimately said no resurrection this time. Yeah. He did. Yeah, if he had Red Skull with him, that'd be cool. Yeah. Just to see Cap's face, like, mother effer. <laughs> you that's again. the first time he curses. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Son great. Mother <laughs> effer. That'd be great. That would be a good moment. Yeah. All right. All right. Any more thoughts on Avengers Infinity War? Uh, Avengers 4 title, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, Avengers 4... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Avengers <laughs> 4, half is better than a whole. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? And when I say whole, it's H-O-L-E. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Avengers Aven- 4, time for contract Avengers negotiations. <laughs> still, still avenging after all these years. <laughs> I like mine, but a half is better than a whole. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. This is why we're not in charge. You're done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm tired. Man, this movie, 11 days. That was the worst. What? Comedy, whatever, ever. <laughs> I'm burnt out. I, said, I, I, sure. I like my other one. I said Avengers 4 Electric Boogaloo. You don't like that one? Avengers 4 Avenge Harder. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, too. This movie's steamrolling. Eleven days, and it made one billion dollars worldwide, and it hasn't opened in China yet. What the heck? God, this is humongous. So, humongous. does it become the biggest movie ever? Hmm. What? What is it now? Is it Avatar? Is that the? Yeah, I think it's the Avatar. 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 Yeah. Why did I say Avatar? Avatar. Yeah, that's probably number one. Hmm. 
don't know. Probably. Which Could again, if it's got I the, don't get. It. If it's got the <laughs> legs, I mean, dead. I think it's got going against it is Deadpool and Star Wars coming out, and that's going to take some of the sales away. Yeah, but it's it won this weekend. It's probably going to win next weekend, Mother's Day weekend, because what's a better gift to give your mother than you know taking an Avengers? <laughs> um. Yeah, Deadpool's out in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from the past Friday, so it won this past weekend. It's going to win next weekend. We're assuming. Sure. Uh, um. And again, when it opens in China, it's going to add a boatload of money to it. Hey, man, my theater was full on Friday. It was full. Yeah, mine was pretty. It was a full. The IMAX theater was a full, but it was it was for IMAX. It was pretty uh, decent. Yeah. Um. Again, again. I mean, I might go see it again. You think you'll see it again? Mm, no. I'm good. Yeah, I know why. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the kids behind you, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's curious. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Worldwide Avatar box office. Avatar box office. This movie's so good. I mean, even if I were to just get the last, I don't know what half hour of the movie, that is so epic. Still in, in the theater, my my like they cheered at the same exact points as the first time. The first time you see Captain America, and then when uh, Thor, Groot, and, and and Rabbit come down at the end of the movie. The Rabbit. Earth, yeah. <laughs> you call them Rabbit. Rabbit. So um, cute. Take a guess at how much Avatar made. Yeah, I have no idea. This this number is ridiculous to me that this stupid movie made this much money. <laughs> What is it? Take a guess. Oh, 11 billion? 2.788 billion. 2.8 billion. Billion. Wow. Force Awakens only made 2.066 billion. <laughs> it made 700 million more than Force Awakens. Wow. I'm, I'm telling you, I think those prices are... are has to be the 3D prices. It's the right? 3D prices, yeah. Because that was the reason you would 3D? watch the movie. Do they charge more for 3D? Yeah. Is it a lot more or a little more? Well, back then, well, I don't know what it was back then, but it's definitely more. It's almost like double the price. That's insane, man. Crazy insane. That's crazy. Yeah. It was Pocahontas. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll see, now when they adjust for inflation, yeah. Gone with, the Wind, Gone with the Wind made $3.4 billion. Wow. I'm going to adjust it in 20, 2014 numbers. Wow. Avatar... Avatar adjusted made three billion. Man, got the win, huh? Well, there's only one so, movie to watch at the time. <laughs> Star Wars two point eight. Yeah, I know, right? Star Wars two point eight billion was adjusted. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's um shoot. Infinity War has to make two billion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's rewatchable. The only I think the only thing that kind of holds it back is it is on the long side. You know, well, Avatar is pretty long too. And boring. Avatar was a gimmicky movie. That's the reason why it made so much. I can't believe it made that much money. That's yeah, insane. yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely and when you think about it, Avengers, only made one and a half billion. Yeah. First Avengers. Who who did that movie? Cameron. Uh, yeah, what's his name? James Cameron. James Cameron. That's why he recently he went on, oh, these superhero movies are stupid. He's just worried someone's going to break his record is what it is. Well, he's making all these Avatar sequels, and uh, I'll be real pissed if they make that kind of money again. Yeah. Stupid sequels. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Okay. Man, well, they made a billion in seven days. Well, roughly seven days, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't opened in China yet. Yeah, I guess it will get to two billion. Yeah, why not? You figure it'll be in theaters... What's it? March? No, May. Till Christmas. You think you think it'll stay in theaters that long? No, they'll probably <laughs> no. They'll, no, they'll have the Blu-ray out <laughs> at least around Christmas time. So they oh get that yeah. Christmas. Oh man, I can't wait till that stupid thing comes out. I already pre-ordered mine on Target. Did you? <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, because uh, it, it came with a uh, exclusive Funko Pop. Oh. Like you can only get it if you pre-ordered the movie. So wow. I'm already trying to think of how I'm going to fabricate my own Stormbreaker. Yeah, it looks pretty easy. One side's a hammer, one side's a next. Okay. The hard part is finding Groot. <laughs> finding Groot for the handle. Yeah. <laughs> you should get into metallurgy. Yeah, I'm you gonna make metalwork? one. You should be. Uh, you should get your home. A uh, home. Uh, a home. Uh, what should we call it? Blacksmith shop. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you watch it like Forge and Fire? No. 
Oh, you should. Good. They always do Filipino weapons. Oh, I have a friend that actually does make it. He he does his own um, metal work. Did you know a barong is a weapon as well as a shirt? Yeah. Oh, a weapon? Yeah, it's like a knife or something. It's like a big ass knife. Oh, wait. That's Bali Song, dude. No, they called it a barong on the show. Yeah. And it's a Filipino dude that had it. has a lisp. (laughs) Oh, damn. It's rude. People don't even know. All right. Any thank yous? I have plenty of thank yous. Are we All doing right. this anymore? Well, for the podcast, yeah. Okay, terrific. Yeah. Um, sure, Alan. I want to say we have some thank yous. We had quite a few people favorite us on um, Anchor, the Anchor app, where mm-hmm. we originated our show. And I want to say uh, gracias to them, which is Hungarian for thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to screw up a lot of these names. So please forgive me. First, Rish Rishes Kalita Kashyap. Thank Let's you. Okay. The Casual Movie Goer. Thank you. Nick Fisser. Thank you. Isaiah Reyes. Thank you. The mm-hmm. podcast with no name. Thank you. William Brown. Thank you. Carla Olai Oli. Thank you. Oh, how <laughs> box what? How <laughs> box you zoo? <laughs> and that was an applaud. I went through all that for an applaud. Well, yeah. thank you for the applaud. Uh, Ak Youth R, thank you. Amit Boris, thank you. Tanak, Tanak, thank you. And I Jack Tone Yoke. What's well, a Y? Not a Y. Okay. Tony Okay, maybe? Tony Oak? Oh, yeah. Tony Oak, thank you. And Jack Leversiege. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, you guys. We we appreciate your, your listening and your favoriting and all that other wonderful stuff. And Alan, you have a very special thank you. Oh, yeah. The podcast has no name. They actually gave in a call and, and check those guys out. They do these really brief, uh, unlike ours, <laughs> uh, fan shows. So, yeah, you can check them out. They're quite new, so help help them build up their listenership yeah and thank you for the kind words podcast with no name um keep on listening we appreciate your uh your feedback yeah speaking of feedback if you're listening to us on itunes please rate and review rate and review rate and review we've been stuck at 16 reviews for quite a bit now and we'd really like to get to 17 (laughs) (laughs) actually we'd love to get into the over hundreds but we'll take them one at a time for sure so please if, if you enjoy us rate and review us on itunes doesn't take that long yeah so we are we are obviously on itunes we're on facebook at nerdomy podcast instagram at nerdomy or i'm pretty active on that sucker twitter nerdomy podcast youtube search for nerdomy podcast uh we have a website brothers in armchairs.com john you want to explain what that is uh sure brothers in armchairs.com is a is a umbrella website that covers us nerd and me um our friends pete and jay who also do enter the nerd zone uh jay does something uh, a show called defenders of the realm about role-playing games um and stuff you don't need to know which we all contribute to and uh i feel like i'm missing one shush <laughs> and um fat guys and little coats uh, yeah, so it's 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 five shows that the four of us do in different combinations, some together, some alone. Um, but yeah, we're all into the Brothers in Armchairs production uh, umbrella, and that's one website where you can see all five shows. Well, not see, but listen to all five shows. Brothers in Armchairs, one word, dot com. Can I plug one more show? Yeah, sure. My Hidden Gems podcast is coming back. What? <laughs> After a long hiatus. Hidden Gems was my first podcast I did with my buddy... Oh, this is probably two years ago, and we do the underdog movies, and I think, I think we have one coming up soon. You better not do it anymore. (laughs) We're not doing it. Come on, man. I just said it was the underdog movie. (laughs) Yeah, but you've also done done Raiders of the Lost Ark, and um, what was the other one you did? Die Hard. Die Hard. It was a Christmas movie. (laughs) Barely. Yeah. What are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, I I do, but I'm not going to say. Because it's a hit, isn't it? It was only it was only, it was the only thing that that was motivating us to do it again. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. So. Well, I guess I guess. All right. So listen out for uh, not so hidden gems with Alan and. Uh, it's really it? hidden. What are you talking about? Yeah. So hidden, you're not going to even name the podcast on the show. I mean, the movie don't show. 
<laughs> Let me tell you, he and I, we picked like three movies over the last four months. We still haven't gotten it done. So we're trying, but we think it's well, coming back. It's a good show, though. I mean, <laughs> thanks. I, I, when you when you actually do pick hidden gems, I think they're good choices. And uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're good movies. So you guys do a good job. On that. All right, dude, I'm done. <laughs> All right. So Alan, thus ends. I can finally put a nail in this coffin. Infinity Month, right? Yes, sir. Till next we time. Could probably, or should we put it out there if you want us to do another Infinity No. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, May, we have a big, big month of movies we got coming out. So we got to. Oh, yes, that's what I want to introduce. Movie May. Movie May. There it is. Yeah. Where every podcast will be on a movie. Um, we're definitely doing uh, two weeks of those will be filled with Deadpool and Han Solo, the solo movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other two will be retro movies. Yeah. Tell me good. All right. Sounds awesome. All right. Till next time.